This is Agent versus Linder. Let's get ready to rumble! Let the fight begin. If you're a top real estate agent, broker, lender, or coach, this is your podcast. This is Agent versus Lender. If it's about real estate or the lending industry, it's fair game. This is Agent versus Lender. And now the hosts, Ron Pippen and Taylor Archibald. All right. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Ron Pippen. Hey, Ron. Hey. Hey, Jennifer. Ron is the branch manager of the Pippin team, which is um, a mortgage. Is it a brokerage or? No, we're we're a lender. You're a lender, okay? Um, at part, yeah, Cardinal Financial, and he also does the podcast Realtor versus Lender, and so that's what we're doing today. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, so we wanted to talk about how can agents consistently drive business and we were just chatting and like the mortgage industry and the real estate industry is, is very similar in in that so what are you seeing ron what are like some of the tips and tricks of the trade for you guys well well you know we always we 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 depend on realtors a lot yeah. um, a realtor doesn't want to hear that but but the reason why we do that is because um, when people are looking for a house, they go looking for a house. They don't go looking for a mortgage. Right. So like, like if I go look for a car, I don't go to my bank and go, Hey, how much, how much a car can I buy? It's just like, I go look at a car. I look at, right. you know, so, and it's the same thing when you're buying a house. It's just like, well, what kind of house can I buy? What does it look like? So they're dreaming, you know? And so yeah. get far more leads than a mortgage officer does. Um, which is why I partner with some of my uh, some of my my agents that I work with, and we partner and do some do uh, do some marketing together. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, that doesn't help you as a as a as a realtor as to what to do. So one one of the things, if if you haven't been in the industry for a long time, I think that your SOI. And for those of you that know that, that's just your, your sphere of influence. Right. It's one of the best ways that you can, uh, you can generate business. And, and it's not like, I'm not trying to be like MLM-ish, not, nothing against MLM. I have a daughter that, that's in MLM and she does well. And, uh, but it, it's not like going up to all of your family and friends and saying, hey, you want to buy? Hey, you right. want to buy? You want to buy? You know? I mean, you could. <laughs> yeah, you could, but after a while it gets old, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to do that. <clears throat> but I, I also have a friend that does nothing. He does no other marketing, but to his, his um, past clients and his sphere of influence. And he kills it. I mean, he just kills it. I mean, I think like that you have a basic, when you first enter the business, you have a, like a basic decision that you need to make. And it's like, do I want to start with talking to people I know and talking to people or talking to people I don't know? And I agree with you. I think most people start with the people that they know for myself. When I started, I started with the people I don't know because sometimes it's like, even though as a real estate agent, we can get referrals and things. Um, so we can, if we're from out of town, we can still start with the people that we know it just doesn't really feel the same as like when all the people that you know are local. 
versus not local, you know? Sure. I mean, as a real estate, as, as a lender, yeah, I, I can lend just about anywhere. And, and that works. You can do in all states? Yeah, I can. Nice. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Good to know, huh? <laughs> but but it's, it's a, I think it's a little different animal for a realtor. And if you're not, if you're not marketing local and you're, you're, I think it's harder because it's harder to get the listings because you're not there. It's harder to obviously show homes unless you have a team or you're doing referrals to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I, I think, I just think, okay, I have a coach that told me one day, cause he found out I wasn't marketing to my database. Yeah. I mean, on um, people that don't market to their past database just don't like money. And I started to laugh <laughs> just like that. I started to laugh and, I, and, and he just said, you, you know, if you look at your past database or, or your sphere of influence, I think it's just, I think it's the real estate, um, the national, the NAR, mm -hmm. they will tell you that people move. So you, maybe you're better. Maybe you, you, you can tell me. How often did they tell, tell you that people move? How often do people Well, move? I think it used to be every five to seven years, but now it's gone up to like nine. Okay, let's say 10. Let's say 10. No, let's say five. Okay, let's say five. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to use 10 because it's a, it's, a, it's a smaller number. But either way, you can do the numbers either way. So if you want to use five, and let's say you have 200 people on your list, um, that means, uh, and, and, and if they move every five years, right. That's like 20% of your database. Yeah. Right. Every exactly. 10 years, you, you know, it's, it's like 10% or it's, it, but it's, it's a big number. Yeah. And, and if you have 200 people and let's say 10% of your database are moving at any, on any given year, there's 20 opportunities to sell a home or, or to list a home. And all you have to do is like communicate with them. I mean, I agree with you. I think yeah, yeah, totally. a lot of agents start that, that yeah. way for sure. But you know, you had said something about, unless you're like referring. And I think a lot of agents do miss that as an opportunity um, because we sell houses all over, but it's not because, I mean, I'm only licensed in Kentucky and Ohio. But like my grandma wanted to buy a house in North Carolina. My friend wanted to buy one in New York. And honestly, those price points are better <laughs> than Cincinnati. Totally. And, yeah. And not only that, I mean, I was able to travel the world and still work because I can be on the phone and setting appointments and you can set them with people you know or people you don't know and referring those out to other agents. Like it's just, for me, it's like a better quality of life. If you can, if you can figure out that piece of it, for sure. That lead generation. Yeah, sure. You, you don't want to miss that piece of it. No. I, I can lend in any state and it's, it makes, it makes it, it makes it really nice actually, because yeah. when I have a client base that moves somewhere, it's just like, Hey, I can still help you. Oh, you can. Great. Let's do it. Right. But as a realtor, it's not like, Oh yeah, I can go, you, I can go show you a house in Alaska. <laughs> No, but what we do is what I do for my friends is say like, so for example, just say my friend in it, well, my grandma was the most recent. It was just, a, uh, I think last month. So she wanted to buy a house in North Carolina. Obviously I'm not licensed there. And I said, no problem. What I'll do is I will get um, look at the agents in my network. I'll do interview them. I'll choose two. Then you can interview both of them and decide who you like. So it takes the work out of, 
it takes a lot of that work out. And then you can also charge, I mean, whatever, depending on how involved you're going to be, you know? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So those referral fees, they can, you know, especially when you go to really higher price points, like you were, it's just that there can be pretty significant. Right. Uh, yeah, so you're right. Do not overlook that part of the because business. Because that referral fee was the same amount as our, like, average. I know, it's not crazy. Like, I would just rather do that. And, and a lot of people just don't miss that. It's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't want license in New York. You know, I can't help you. It's just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's just New York? You know, you're talking millions of dollars for a home. And right. not a home? It's just like... That's a, that's just a normal price point for those it guys. Is. And you get a, and you, you know, I don't know what your, your splits are, but it doesn't matter what the split is. You're going to get a split. Yeah. You know? It's a lot. And you can even do it like internationally. I mean, we're the XP and we're international, but there are tons of companies that are also international. You don't even have to use your own company. I mean, there are times that I'll refer outside. It just depends on who the best agent is for that, for my sure friends and family, you know? Yeah. And what's nice is you also, and and then once you start doing that, um, people that you have referred to and the agents, Mm -hmm. they're going to say, oh yeah, Utah or, or I'm sorry, you're in North Carolina, you're in North Carolina. Uh, Ohio. Ohio. I knew it later. I mean, I only got 50 of them to go through, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So if you're in Ohio, they'll go, I've got a client in Ohio, Jennifer, let's talk to her. But it's also even keeping up with those people, right? So like, Mm -hmm. I think what a lot of people miss inside of driving consistent business is that they don't consistent, consistently lead generate. So it doesn't matter however you want to do it, like pick your way. And we actually did a podcast um, about this on our toe to toe podcast was pick one way, stick with it for a defined period of time do it, like do it to its full potential before you make a switch. So, so many people will be like, well, I'm going to call for sale by owners and they call one. And the one that they called is like, was mean to them. And they're like, well, I'm not going to call again. You're like, okay. I mean, okay. So it's like, just the consist. keep in mind, like the consistency with which you generate is like exactly equal to the consistency with which you get paid. So if you're not getting paid, you're likely not generating. Yeah, that is, that is so profound. Um, in, in my coaching and, and mastermind group, we, we call it building bridges. Yeah. And you, when you start building a bridge, the problem that most of us have, you know, as salespeople, we're, we're like, you know, squirrel. Oh, another one. Right. Oh, next shiny object you know we're trying to build you start all these bridges yeah because you never finish one right so you can't ever get across right exactly you can't get across that bridge because you don't finish it and it's not that it doesn't that 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 bridge didn't work it's that you didn't finish the bridge right so you have to you can't do everything all at once you got to get just like you were mentioning you've got to be consistent build that bridge, start generating some income from it, and then move to the next concept. There's, there's not yeah. going to be of lack of, of concepts or lack of ways to generate business. It's just no, there's like, a billion ways to do it. I mean, that's exactly what both of our podcasts are one. about. Right? Yeah. Choose one. Just like you said, choose one. And you know what, the way I do it may be different 
the way you want to do it. But it doesn't mean either one of them are wrong. It's just they're both different. They both work. But yeah. So I think in choosing one too, it's more about like what authentically feels like you, right? Like, so like I like lead generating through the phone. Like I am an inside salesperson. So like for me, if I try to like, if I'm like, okay, I heard this podcast or I like went to this thing and they said like networking is the way. So like, I'm going to go network. Uh, It won't work because I hate doing it. (laughs) Well, now you can but like, I hate doing it and I just feel weird and I don't, and I think it's like inefficient and blah, 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 like all this stuff. So it's like, okay, that's not going to work. So don't do that. And if you think like you're, if you're more of a networker, then, you know, maybe cold calling will not work. But if you're a networker, then figure out, and this is like the second point I wanted to um, hit home on was figure out your numbers. So like, I know if I talk to 30 people, I will generate a sale. Now, how would I know that? I would only know that because I can track, I have to track and measure and you have to track and measure every day. So if you're a networker, how many networking events do you need to go to? How many people do you need to talk in order to, how many do you need to go to, to talk to the amount of people that you need to get a deal, right? Right, and, and you're right. You, and only way to know that is, is to track those numbers. Now, so what you said, at, at 30, is that what you said? You yeah. Need to- to 30 phone calls to generate yeah. a somebody, somebody might be better, but somebody may be worse. Right. And it's not that anybody. It depends on who you're calling too. It, yeah. It depends on your. your My number for circle prospecting is like 50. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So if you're cold call prospecting, your numbers are going to be far worse than if you're going to some warm list, you know, your past friends right. or somebody that, you know, right. you know your, your, the numbers are just going to be different. So, so don't be discouraged over, you know, well, Jennifer said she's getting one out of every 30. Well, no, you just got to track your numbers. Right. Jennifer, that's Jennifer's number. That's not your numbers. Right. Everybody's numbers are different. And so like the, my recommendation is to track it every day for a month um, and see what the numbers are or at least until you get a deal. So track it every day until you get a deal. If you get a deal on the second day, and you've talked to say 40 people. Great. Now try to repeat it, you know? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Then at least you have a bar. You go, right, right. Okay. I got to talk to 40. Let's hit 40 more. Well, and the thing is, is what I find like, what was my aha moment? And this happened like more than 10 years ago when I first started in real estate, but it was like, okay, I started to track and measure because I had a coach and they were like, you have to, you have to track. Actually, Monica, my uh, podcast, Monica Weekly, she's the one that, that gave me my first tracking board. And she's like, move the magnet. You have to talk to 30 people. And she's like, came and checked on me all the time. So it was like, okay, after I did that, then there were days where I just didn't really feel like it. But maybe I was like only three away from my 30. But see, if I wasn't tracking them, I would have stopped. But because I was tracking them, I was like, Oh, I'm not really getting anywhere. I don't really feel like it, but I only have three more left guaranteed. Like every single time I would get one after making those three calls. It was crazy. It was like every time I was like, this is nuts. And so now I'm like excited to make the calls. I'm like, all I need to do instead of I have to, it's changing yeah. the language, right? It's like all I need to do because now I'm excited to do it. You know, that that's life altering. Yes. Is to know that, um, if you do a certain activity, whether it's phone calls, whether it's 
emails, whether it's whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. If you do a specific activity and you do this much of it, you're going to generate a deal. And right. then oh, that's my goal for today is to right. do many and I'm going to come away with a deal. Yeah. And th don't be discouraged if it, if it goes a little over. I mean, so it, it, your normal is 30, but one day it may take 35. And, and that's day, okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. But now it's just like, woo, I got to go do this and I'm, and I'm going to walk away and then I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. And then I get to have money. So like, yeah. it could be anything. It could be open houses. It could be networking. It could be phone calls. It could be letters. It could be door knocking. Like there's literally, like you said, like a million ways. And so I think like the key to driving business, which is the main question to driving consistent business is to consistently talk to people that potentially could do business with you. Like that's it. Totally. It is exactly what the question is. The answer is in the question. Yep. I feel like Buddha. We should. <laughs> but it is. It's like be consistent and track your numbers. And that's like pretty much it. I mean, is there anything else that you can think of, Ron? You, you know, that's that's really the main thing right there. So yeah. as I started off talking about your your past clients or your database or your your uh, your SOI. Yeah. That's one way. That's one way. Yeah. That's one way. So whatever it is you're doing, you just need to, you just, you just need to know your, you know, it's like watching Shark Tank. Yeah. It's like, that's the thing they always talk about. Know your yeah, numbers. Know your numbers. If you don't know your numbers. You don't know your business. Well, you don't have a business. You I don't. mean, how many businesses do you know that do not have a profit and loss statement that are traded like on, that are considered businesses? Like none. No, no. And, and I'm going to go back to Shark Tank. It's just like they always say, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. Exactly. That's exactly what it is if you don't know your numbers. And the first right. numbers you need to know are how many people did you actually have a conversation with about real estate? How many appointments out of those conversations, how many appointments did you set? And then how many deals did you get from those appointments? If you can track those three numbers for a few months, you will have your numbers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now, you know, your bar and now, and now it's like, okay. And this will probably be for another podcast, yeah. but now it's like, now what do you tweak? Yeah. Numbers better, you know, mm -hmm. scripts yeah. is or whatever it is you tweak, but now you have your bar set and you can get better. Yeah, exactly. And then it's, you have to continually track that too, but yeah, but you know, but you always have to track. I mean, it's a budget, right? Like if you, if you don't want to be in debt, then you track the money that you spend. If you want to be in debt, then you don't track it. So if it's the same with like, it's the same with getting paid. If you want to get paid, then you track it. If you don't want to get paid, don't track it. Right. <laughs> you know, it's simple. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You know? Should we just stop here? I think we're done. Well, I, um, that was so fun. So Realtor versus Lender podcast and toe-to-toe -to -toe podcast. And yeah. um, Ron with Cardinal Financial can do all 50 states. And then I'm Jen Mertland, your real estate coach and doing business in Ohio and Kentucky. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Ron. I really appreciate you. Thanks, Jennifer. I, I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, and the next podcast, if people want to listen, we are going to do, what was, oh, how to manage and leverage your time. I mean, that's huge. So yeah. now you're doing business. Now what, right? Right. Awesome. So, well, stay tuned for that.
Thanks, Ron. See ya. You've been listening to Agent versus Linder. We put it all out on the table, as you can clearly tell. But that's what makes us unique. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Facebook at Pippin Team or Ron Pippin. On Instagram at Ron Pippin 9002. If you have questions or comments, email Ron at thepippinteam.com. This is Agent versus Linder signing off.